Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode of the podcast features Andrina Sawyer. She's the president of Perk Consulting and founder of the Minority Christian Women's Network. She's also an author with a newly published book, The Misadventures of the New Entrepreneur. The part of Boost she'll address is tap into new markets. Listen closely to how she shares how systems are critical to move your business to the next level. Welcome, Andrina. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. So I love acronyms. And the first thing that drew me to you is PERK, P-E-R-K. And so I'm curious to know, is that acronym associated with anything? It actually is. So it's funny because I, I like acronyms as well. <laughs> so a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my projects have acronyms. Um, but PARC uh, stands for Passion, Experience, Relevance, and Knowledge. And those are our core values as a firm. Uh, we try to provide services and engage with our clients and customers. Uh, based on those uh, core values. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you recently wrote a book. One of the first things that attracted me to you and, and the way that we just as background, the way that you and I connected was initially on LinkedIn. And I saw this book that you had writ- written, The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. to learn more about that book and that project and how it came about. So give me a little bit more about your background and just some of the work that you've been doing lately. Sure. So my background um, is in nonprofit management. And so for the past six years, I've been running a small boutique firm, uh, Perk Consulting, um, that works with nonprofits and small businesses. And we provide um, entity formation, uh, strategic planning and business development support. Um, in addition to that, though, recently, um, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, I also started something uh, called McQuen, which stands for Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network. And it's for other women who are like me, who are starting businesses, running businesses, um, and it's created to be a network where we can support each other. And The Misadventures, actually, the, the book that I just wrote came out of uh, some of those experiences. So things that I've been learning along the way, uh, mistakes that I've made that I'm hoping other people don't repeat. Um, And then, of course, a little bit of some of the triumphs that I've been able to encounter um, in this journey. Wow. So in terms of some of the mistakes, like what do you think are some of the bigger mistakes or did you see any trends as you wrote the book and as you've worked with and connected with some of these women entrepreneurs along the way? Have you noticed any trends or any have you had any aha moments along the way? Oh man, so many. <laughs> um, I think, um, probably to, to kind of sum up a lot of the mistakes has just been me overestimating what it takes to actually run a business. Um, so the structure of the book, I split it up into five sections. And for each chapter, um, I'm calling it a lesson. So lesson one and how to manage physical health, how to manage emotional health, how to manage social health. Um, but then, um, outside of those narratives, I'm also including subchapters that deal with specific technical business, you know, business management um, issues. So for me, I've made mistakes when it comes to building my team. 
um, and not hiring the right people right away and, you know, going through a little bit of trial and error until, you know, I think I finally, hopefully, <laughs> found a system that's working for us. Um, some of the issues, cash flow, uh, which, you know, most of us have marketing issues, just creating systems uh, that are sustainable for your business. Wow. I love the fact that you mentioned um, it's almost like a holistic approach in these five mm -hmm. sections. It's interesting that you led with more of the human aspect, the physical, emotional health, things like that, because I think so often as um, business owners or business leaders, we automatically want to just jump straight to, okay, what are the operational needs of the business mm -hmm. and cash flow and all these other things? But I think our physical being and our emotional wellness is so fundamental to this whole process. Was there anything that yeah. perhaps through your entrepreneurial journey that popped up that caused you to give greater priority to just your physical being, being the best that it could possibly be in order for you to have success as an entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny because the, the subtitle of the book is five things they won't teach you in business school. Hmm. And so what I'm learning, even, you know, I still take classes, um, you know, just for my own professional development or ongoing development. You can find so many resources on some of the top technical operational elements of business, but physical health, emotional health, spiritual health even, um, is not something that a professor or an instructor is going to sit down and talk to you. And I think for me, learning after going through some cycles of really just um, like emotional valleys, I'll call them, <laughs> is that it's so connected to your productivity and just your overall performance as a business owner, which ultimately affects how well your business does. Um, but we don't, we don't learn that. So if I'm having a funky day, business doesn't stop just because mm -hmm. I'm not feeling good, right. you know, and my team doesn't stop because I have a bad attitude or because I'm, you know, sad or depressed about something. Um, so learning how to compartmentalize your life so that you can be efficient in all areas, but then learning too, when you just can't compartmentalize, you need to handle some of that stuff. Um, because it will filter its way into the business. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So is there a tip um, in terms of when you talk about, because I know you're a woman of faith, a woman of God. And so I know the spiritual aspect of your wellness is super important to you. So what would be like one thing or one strategy that you've adopted inside of your business that really addresses maybe your spiritual or emotional wellness to set you up to have the best day ever as you're um, getting up and conquering the world as an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think for me, um, the number one tip I would um, give is manage guilt. Hmm. Um, so there came a time um, in my business where I associated success with the level of effort that I put in. Um, and what I quickly learned was that there were things, so many things in business are outside of my control, like the seasons or customer reaction to a product. And so I would feel guilty when I would take some time out just to care for myself. Um, and so to someone who's really trying to tap into that part of themselves and just self-care and personal management is don't be consumed with guilt um, for not feeling like you have to do business 24-7, 365. Mm. Um, because the reality is, if, again, you're no good. The business is no good. Your team is only as good as you are. Um, so if you have any guilt associated with your self-care, manage that. 
Um, and the, the flip side of that, of course, is manage your confidence. Um, so imposter syndrome is something that I've seen a lot of people kind of go through where they feel like, you know, any at any time the, the, um, the bottom is going to fall off. Mm-hmm. So dealing with the fact that you're learning and owning that process and not being ashamed of that either. Wow. Um, is the tip I'll give. I think that's two tips, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So now as I. Um, reflect back on what you shared in terms of the types of organizations that your company supports. You mentioned nonprofits and small business. Now, are all of those organizations, are they primarily faith-based organizations or are they also, um, although I don't like to say secular because I think there's no no such thing as sacred and secular, this whole divide, but are most of them faith-based? Well, no. So, so Perk is actually not a faith-based initiative. McQuinn, uh, which is faith-based, came out of my experiences. Um, so it was a way for me to really kind of tap into that part of me. But Perk serves everyone. Um, whether faith-based or not faith-based, whether it's nonprofit or not nonprofit, whether it's even an entity or an individual, we really work with anybody. Beautiful. Okay. And it's funny because my next question or the thing that I was thinking about is I was going to ask you, have you been able to authentically connect your faith and your work life? But I guess that's where McQuinn comes in, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Faith is such a, a huge part of me, but um, I think, you know, when you're in a um, in a space or in an industry that's not necessarily faith-based, you have to be considerate of the fact that not everybody, people don't come to you for that. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, they don't, they don't come uh, to you to, to hear about your faith necessarily. I mean, it's nice when I get to, to incorporate that into, into my work, but um, I try to be mindful and respectful of the fact that people from all different walks of life um, are doing good work. Absolutely. Um, and my job is to help them. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me more, like, what's one of the things that brings you like the most amount of energy that really gets you jazzed about the work that you do? So believe it or not, <laughs> I really enjoy strategic planning. Um, so, and it, it's weird to a lot of people, but I'm a systems person. So when an entrepreneur business comes to us and they say, this is where we are now, these are our resources, but this is where we want to get. And it's kind of my job to create a road plan, a roadmap for them to get there. So I enjoy moving the pieces around um, in my head and then eventually, of course, on paper um, and creating this blueprint for them to follow. And, you know, I can only hope that they follow it, but I, I enjoy that process of doing that. Wow. So you would say that's your, your superpower is strategy, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, and you know, it's so funny. So do you find that it's challenging? I, because as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, one of the most challenging things that I have found is the adopting of systems, but it's so critical. So can you share any sort of story or anecdote around sort of the relevance or maybe a, um, a big win that resulted from you sharing a system or a process with a client that adopted it and what maybe came out of that? Sure. So I I always brag about them, but one of the clients that I'm most proud of, and I'm proud of really all of our clients, but their story resonates with me a lot. Um, So I'm Sierra Leonean, my family's from Sierra Leone, and there was an organization that came to us at the very beginning. So they're called SLEN, uh, Sierra Leonean Empowerment Network. And when the, the founder came to me, it was literally just an idea. They weren't even registered. And they wanted us to register them and then create the strategic plan for them. And I'm really proud of them because after we split up the strategies for 
finances, operations, capacity, customer, they now, they're about five years in, have a membership of thousands of people, both nationally here in the U.S. and internationally. So they have even surpassed our reach um, as the organization that started them off. Wow. And I'm really, really proud to see, yeah, that they were able to kind of take that blueprint and just run with it. Um, and so I'm always talking about them, always, you know, giving them a shout out because I'm really proud of, of the way that they've been ex- been able to execute uh, because really the strategy is only as good as, you know, the execution. That is so true. So true. So I guess the, the key takeaway there is that we need to embrace systems, huh? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> if and, we want to grow. And, right? <laughs> and, and understand there's no one size fits all with, with systems. So you really have to take a close look at where you are as an organization and where you want to go. Gotcha. So now if I were a newer organization, or let's say there's a newer organization that, that's listening to this particular podcast, where would you say to start? Like what type of system do you think is essential? Like your business is sure to fail if you don't address this particular system inside of your business. Are there any, are there things like that, that we should be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to start using a little bit of technical terms here, but if you're just starting out, I would encourage an entrepreneur to engage in a SWOT analysis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the SWOT is, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you really want to focus on if you're concerned about strategies is that weakness quadrant and the threats quadrant. Um, Because the strengths, you know, everybody likes that because they build their brand on on that. And then the opportunities, of course, they can build a whole, you know, marketing strategy based on their strengths and their opportunities. But weaknesses are really what you create the strategy for to eliminate the risk of failure. Hmm. Um, And weaknesses out of all four of those things are, strengths and weaknesses are the only two things you can control. Threats you can't control. Right. Um, so someone who's who's starting out, I would really say focus on the weaknesses and prioritize those um, strategies to address those um, from the very beginning. Wow. And that's great wisdom as well. Thanks for sharing that, um, Andrina, because, you know, nat- human nature is for us to do the polar opposite of what you just said, like, mm-hmm. because, you know, <laughs> addressing our weaknesses and threats, that's not fun, right? We want to, we want right. to operate in the fun zone <laughs> for as long as we can exactly. <laughs> exactly. for however exactly. naive that may cause us to be, but that's where, that's yeah. where we find our mo- most joy and our, our strengths and the opportunities that are out there. And is entrepreneurs, I think it's human nature that, you know, because we tend to identify opportunities and then fill these voids, that's where, that's that zone that we really sort of, our energy comes from is looking at an opportunity or a problem and then solving that problem. And, but yeah, the weaknesses and threats. Wow. Okay. So you've challenged us to address those things that maybe we want to avoid. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I totally get that because I'm kind of a procrastinator. And so I look at it as, you know, if I can address the not so fun stuff first, then later on I can get into the fun stuff, you know, and, you know, that kind of tricked my brain into, (laughs) into doing it that way. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay. So um, on that whole uh, theme of fun stuff, when you look back and you think about your mentors, like your dream mentor, Mm. if you had to be mentored by anyone you know, living or not, um, who would you say your dream mentor or mentors would be? So I actually have two. Um, and one would be Oprah just because she's such a powerhouse. 
Everybody and, loves um, Oprah, right? <laughs> Oprah. I know, and it sounds so cliche, but, you know, I think we all say her for a reason. Um, you know, and I'm really, really just fascinated by her background. Mm. Her business acumen, of course, is impressive, but just how do you overcome so many challenges yeah. to get to where you are now? Yeah. Um, so I think if I ever sat down with her, I would ask her, of course, about business things, mm -hmm. but I would ask her more about like resilience and how she, you know, forged that kind of an attitude. Mm. Um, and then maybe lesser known to some people, but there's a lady named Priscilla Shire, um, and she's, you know, big in the, um, she's an author and a speaker. Oh and yeah. Power yeah, house. Yeah. Power house. Yeah. She's a powerhouse. <laughs> Definitely a powerhouse. Um, and I, I, so this is my safe piece coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, I love listening to her teach and dissect. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love, of course, the way she just seems to carry herself and maintain a good balance in life. Um, from, you know, my observations. So I'd want to sit down with her and, and talk to her about that. Wow. Okay. So then on the flip side, let's put you in the mentor seat. If you had to mm. give advice to someone who was perhaps starting a business today, like what type of advice would you give someone who's just starting out? Mm. Well, I'll share something that um, one of my mentors shared with me, which is marry your mission and date, uh, marry your mission, date your model. Huh. Um, so never, yeah. Oh, have you heard that too? No, no. I'm like writing it down as you say. Yeah. <laughs> Marry yeah. your mission and date your your model. Your model. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I get it though. Um, I get it. Go ahead. Explain. Yeah, it's great advice. Great <laughs> advice. So yeah. So he he was basically telling me never forget why you went into business. Um, but if you're going to survive, um, you have to adjust to the seasons. You have to adjust to how people receive you. You have to adjust even to your own resources. Um, and so you marry, again, the mission and the narrative and the story that you're trying to tell as a person, as a business owner, as a business. Um, but the way that you deliver services uh, needs to change. You need to be flexible um, in order to, to really not only survive, but also thrive in business. Wow. Marry your mission and date your model. That's awesome. Date your model. Now, yeah. what advice would you get? So, okay, and you kind of touched on this. I guess you alluded to this. What advice would you give to someone if they're frustrated in their business or maybe they're even mm -hmm. contemplating, you know what, this is just not working for me. What kind of advice would you give someone who's facing that right now? Yeah, and it's funny because that, the answer to that is really why I wrote the book uh, that we were talking about, Misadventures. Um, to that person, I would say prioritize your self-care. Hmm. Step away from the business, gain a new perspective, and it's okay to step away from more than one day. Um, if you have a fear that if you do that, your business is going to fall apart, then you have a much bigger issue than that current frustration, which is probably your systems and your operations. Mm -hmm. um, but step away from the business. Take some time to kind of recuperate, refresh, maybe consult with advisors and friends or whomever, and then come back to it. Um, I've seen people who've made really brash decisions uh, based on frustrations, um, quit their business, shut things down, um, when it probably over time, you know, could have solved itself. The, the issue could have solved itself. Um, so to that person, I, I would just say it's okay to close down. Don't feel guilty temporarily um, and then come back to the issue.
Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm sure you have just spoken life into someone's business just through that guidance. So thank you so much, Andrina. So finally, um, where can folks catch up with you? If any of our listeners are interested in reaching out to you or getting a copy of your book or learning more about the Minority Christian Women's Entrepreneurs Network, where can they get that information? Yeah, so I'm really active online. So um, I have... um, personal um, profiles on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, of course. I'm most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, and if someone wants to connect with um, Perk, our website is perkconsulting.net. Um, and if someone wants to connect with McQuinn, it's McQuinn.org. Um, but if they can just connect with me, there are links um, in my profiles to the books and, of course, to Perk and McQuinn. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrina. This has been absolutely amazing. I thank you for your time and for your insight and your wisdom. And I wish you and your business and all of your clients tremendous success in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you just giving us the opportunity to just talk about business <laughs> and, and the process and the journey. It, you know, it's nice to have an outlet to just talk about about this. So thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Well, that does it for this episode of the Boost Podcast. I hope you heard something in today's episode that motivates and equips you to boost your business success. If you've got a moment, it would mean the world to me if you could please write a review, subscribe to the podcast, or share it with a friend. For more information, you can check out kellytleonard.com. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. I am KT Leonard on LinkedIn and Facebook and Kelly T. Leonard on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to our producer and master of all things podcasty, Claude Jennings. And thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of The Boost Podcast.